Keanu is canon. Oxford says play those games that make you happy. There's a new Star Wars game, but it's from Zingo. Boo! And Microsoft gets honest with console shortages. This is Deviant News for 11-16-2020. First, it's from IGN and written by Jordan Nolan. Keanu Reeves is canon in Cyberpunk 2077. As well as his in-game character, Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves, the actor, is also canon in the Cyberpunk 2077 universe. CD Projekt Red senior quest designer Patrick Mills revealed the lore-friendly news on Twitter. Mills is referring to a lyric in the new Run the Jewel song, No Save Point, created specifically for Cyberpunk 2077. In it, Killer Mike raps, that's righteous, huh? Slapping palm, holding a pump, <laughs> Keanu Reeves' cyber arm under my sleeve. Given that Run the Jewels are appearing as in-universe group Yankee and the Brave, the reference has to be in tune with the game's lore. So how can Keanu Reeves exist in the same timeline as Johnny Silverhand? Mill's explanation is that Keanu Reeves was actually a little-known collapse-era actor who bore an uncanny resemblance to Johnny Silverhand. Mill says that Reeves was mistaken for Johnny Silverhand following the Rocker Boy's disappearance. What this means is that Johnny Silverhand and Keanu Reeves both exist in the cyberpunk universe. It's all a bit confusing, but it's a neat nod and a good workaround for the potential, potentially troublesome lyric. I like this. Adds a little bit oomph to it, you know, a little oomph. Second is from IGN and written by Jordan Oleman. Oxford University study suggests playing games is good for mental health. An Oxford University study has suggested that playing games could be good for your mental health. As reported by The Guardian, academics from the UK University use gameplay data from Animal Crossing New Horizons and Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville in the study using psychological questionnaires to find that more playtime led to a greater sense of well-being in players. This is one of the first instances of researchers using real playtime data rather than asking subjects to report their own hours. This is about bringing games into the fold of psychology research. That's not a dumpster fire. Lead researcher Andrew Przebolinski, it's a wild name, explained, The study showed that you're a much happier human being if you play four hours a day of Animal Crossing, but the team doesn't want to give games a carte blanche pass as a result. I'm very confident that if the research goes on, we will learn about the things that we think of as toxic in games, and we will have evidence for those things as well. Przebolinski thinks that if researchers continue to take advantage of gameplay data collected by a wider range of publishers and developers instead of using self-reported hours, they will be able to understand more about our relationship with the hobby. You have really respected important bodies like the World Health Organization and the NHS allocating attention and resources to something that there's literally no good data on, Przebolinski says. And it's shocking to me the reputational risks that everyone's taking given the stakes for them to turn around and be like, hey, this thing that 95% of teenagers do, yeah, that's addictive. No, we don't have any data. That makes no sense. I love this. Get particular games in there, like get this data in real time and tell us what games are great for mental health, what games aren't. I think that's great. It'll backfire in some games, yes, but then we'll have concrete evidence from an outside source. So... I don't see how this could be bad. I see so much good coming out of this. Third, it's from IGN, written by Adam Bankers. New Star Wars game in the works from Zynga. Zynga has announced that it, it is opening a brand new game development studio based out of Austin, Texas office to work on a premier mobile game set in the Star Wars universe. 
This new studio will be led by industry veterans Jeff Hickman and Matthew Hemby, and its primary focus will be partnering with Natural Motion, a Zynga subsidiary, or subsidiary to develop the new mobile title. It is also looking to hire 25 new employees to help bring this vision to life for such positions as lead engineer, design director, and lead level designer. As a longtime Austinite, I know firsthand the immense level of talent and creativity that resides in this beautiful city, said Jeff Hickman, Senior Vice President Games. We believe that the Austin talent market is highly compatible with our mission of bringing AAA console visuals and deep, compelling gameplay to mobile platforms. While EA may still hold an exclusive licensing agreement with Disney to develop and publish new Star Wars titles for a core gaming audience, Disney does still retain certain rights to develop new titles within the mobile, social, tablet, and online game categories. Basically, if you're a huge Star Wars fan and you think this is what, what's going to be, it's not. There's going to be a horribly executed mobile Zynga game, so take it for what you will. Fourth is from IGN, written by Adam Bankhurst. Twitch donates $1 million to Able Gamers to help gamers with disabilities. Twitch has committed to donate $1 million to the Able Gamers charity to help change the lives of thousands of people with disabilities. Steven Spahn, the COO of Able Gamers, had a goal for his 40th birthday to raise $1 million for the Able Gamers charity, a group that utilizes funds to bring inclusion and improve quality of life for people with disabilities through the power of video games. As of a few hours before the announcement, Spawn's initiative had earned over 150,000 donations, and Dr. Lupo helped reveal that Twitch would be donating an extra $1 million to Able Gamers to help make a difference for so many around the world. It's actually really awesome. Able Gamers does a lot of really great stuff to make sure that people with disabilities or with, uh, you know, issues with their body that they, they can't play on a traditional controller can still play games and have fun. Um, I think a lot of it now especially has to do with that, the Microsoft Adaptive Controller. Uh, this is a really good cause to put money in for basically any company. So kudos to Twitch for doing that. Uh, now they, they could just, you know, fix all the rest of their shit. But this was great. This was a great donation. Fifth is from IGN, written by Adele Anchors. Justice League Zack Snyder wanted to release his cut as two movies. Zack Snyder has revealed that he initially thought that his cut of Justice League would be released as two movies, one month apart from one another. As Screen Rant reports, Snyder recently sat down with the film junkie crew to discuss some very early plans that he had for his version of Justice League, which is releasing in four parts on HBO Max next year. In the interview, Snyder said one of his original ideas was to split his four-hour cut in half to release it across two movies with a month between each installment. The studio had seen the director's cut, but even the director's cut of the movie was shorter than my cut, he admitted. This is my cut of the movie, but there was a cut that I created that I said, this is too much for the studio. Mandate was, make the movie two hours long. I cannot show them a four-hour version of the movie. If I show them a four-hour version of the movie, he hypothetically explained, I did have this idea. Oh, maybe we could just split it in half and make it into two hour or to two two-hour movies. My first idea was like you showed two hours and then there's like maybe a month and then the next two hours come out. That was one of my ideas. Instead, it was agreed that the Snyder Cut of Justice League should be released as a or would be released as a multi-part series cut into television show like chunks with each one being an hour long. Snyder admitted that the change in direction turned out to be the correct course of action as he specifically structured the story as six chapters, which lent itself to the miniseries format. It is, however, understood that all four parts will be released as a single four-hour movie sometime after the Snyder Cut of Justice League debuts on Warner Media Streaming Service. So there you go. That's what, I mean, it looks like that's what Snyder originally had in mind. It's pretty cool, though, that we get to see a four-hour cut if you want. You can watch four hours straight of Justice League, the Snyder Cut.
And last is from IGN, written by Joe Scrabbles. Microsoft expects Xbox Series XS shortages to continue into 2021. Microsoft CFO Tim Stewart has said the company expects shortages of Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S to continue through the first quarter of 2021. Speaking at the Jeffries Interactive Entertainment Virtual Conference transcribed by Seeking Alpha, Stewart was asked about resupplying after Xbox Series pre-orders sold out and explained that that demand is huge right now, adding, frankly, gaming is just exploding. The upshot appears to be that supply won't be able to truly meet demand for some time yet. I think we'll continue to see supply shortages as we head into the post-holiday quarter. So Microsoft's Q3 calendar Q1, the period ending March 31st, 2021, said Stewart. And then when we get to Microsoft's Q4, April through June, 2021, all of our supply chain continuing to go full speed, heading into kind of the pre-summer months. Stewart expects to see supply begin meeting demand during that April to June period. We'll have supply cranking over the next four, five, six months. And that's when I expect to see really that demand profile start to be met, which will be really, really great. Stewart says he expects to see real velocity kick up once both Series X and S consoles are widely available to all. I actually, you know, listen, it sucks if you wanted a console like ASAP after the whole wave of pre-orders and the release, but at least they're being forthright with us and honest about when they believe that 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 the demand will finally meet, you know, or the supply will finally meet the demand. So I do appreciate the honesty. Uh, for now, uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. And that is the news for today. If you liked what you heard, you can head on over to anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can leave us a voicemail or support the podcast with a monthly donation. Next up, find us on all social media at Dads, Beards, Nerds. And if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you can find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you. <laughs> <laughs>